This is Danny Jones, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 96 of Chasing Dreams. We are in the final five, guys, and the next five are fantastic people that you have to listen to uh, because I'm excited for them, and they're here. And one of them is Danny Jones. She is an artist, writer, children's book illustrator, and comics creator. She is the author and illustrator of the picture books Monster vs. Kittens and its follow-up Dinosaurs vs. Puppies and is the creator of the webcomic My Sister the Freak. She has worked as a freelance artist for over 10 years, drawing things for books, magazines, apps, and games, and she enjoys it immensely. And she has joined us here today. Danny, how are you doing? Thank you so much for coming to the show. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. I am happy to be here. So I actually (laughs) discovered you through your art, you post on Tumblr, right? Yes. You have, yes. have a presence there. You have a presence on Instagram. And you do uh-huh. comics for Supergirl, which is a show I watch. And you do an amazing job. And you actually have a web series of, or a series of images of strong female characters. Is that based off of Supergirl? How did that evolve itself? Well, the Supergirl drawings and the the series uh, you're talking about, those are mostly like personal projects. I I like to, um, I kind of make it a point to do projects for fun, things that interest me. So those were kind of a couple of the the things that I've done. I I did, I just wanted to draw a whole bunch of characters that I liked. So I did a series of like watercolor paintings of all these characters and you guys can find that on Danny's website, dannyjones.com. I'll have the link on the show notes page because you should definitely check it out. It's amazing. She has Hermione, Supergirl, Wonder Woman, a number of people, Ray. She has a ton of people that you should definitely check out. Have, have you always been into drawing and art? Has that been a lifelong thing or is that something you recently discovered? Oh, no, that's. You know, I'm like one of those stereotypical drawings since little kid people. So, yeah, it's always been a part of my life. Never really thought I could make a job out of it until maybe like college. But it's it's always been a part of me, art and drawing and all that. Now, if you didn't think you could make a go at it, that's interesting. Because a lot of people, you know, just kind of wish for the best and, and go for it. Is- why did you pursue it if you didn't think you could make a, a living out of it? Well, when I first got to college, I, I declared art as my major, m- mostly because I wanted to take art classes and I, you needed to be an art major to take the art classes. So I was like, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing yet. So I'll just say I'm an art major and I'll switch it later if I need to. And it got to maybe like 
nearing the end of my sophomore year. And I'd taken a few classes by this point. So, and I got to know the professors and, and, uh, when you see like your, my professors, they were, they were working illustrators too. So you start to realize that, Oh, this this is a thing that you can do. (laughs) And so I had to like reach decisions. Like, am I going to continue pursuing this or am I going to try to do something else, something more practical? And I decided to jump right in. Like I say my sophomore year, because at my junior year, you had to apply for the the bachelor of fine arts degree. Mm-hmm. And so that was like a, a selective process. So I was like, am I going to apply for that and then go for it full steam? Or am I just going to like minor in art and do something else? And I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to give this the full effort and see if I can just apply for this. And that's kind of when I made the decision that, yeah, when I get out of school, this is what I'm going to try to do. That's awesome. I actually love that you considered, even if you were going a different path, you didn't want to stop drawing. You were going to take a minor in it. That's not a lot of people do that. It's like all or nothing. Yeah, I guess uh, for me, it's just not a, a question. It's like, I, I have to do it. It's like even throughout my career when it's like, oh, maybe I should just give this up and go work at the grocery store or something. And then it's like, huh, I just I have to keep trying. Like I can't, I can't really stop because like, that's all I want to do. And you do a great job at it. I mean, when you left and you decided to give it your all, your full 110%, as they say, was there a guidebook as to what you did? Did you have a mentor to figure out what you do? You know, it's funny because if you choose another career, like, say, being a, a doctor or something, there's very much, like, a path laid in front of you, like, you get good grade in school so you can get into a good college sure. and then so you can get into a good medical school, medical school and then residency, you know, there's a path, mm-hmm. but with art, it's so subjective and there's so many things you can do and there's, you just don't see what you can do. And that throws a lot of people off. And some people, most people would see that and say like, there's no, there's no path to, <laughs> to, to being an artist, but I kind of think of it as there's like a lot of paths, like versus just one. So kind of got sidetracked and forgot your question, but. <laughs> well, it was the idea of a mentor. And when you come out, how do you kind of figure out what the next steps are? So when you try to be an artist, making decisions is going to be like, your most important thing because they're not going to be made for you. So when I got out of school, the first thing I did was I called an art director, like literally on my way home from school. And that was like, what was this a random art director? Um, well, I got, I gotten the the contact from one of my professors Okay. and, um, I was staying in Salt Lake city for like a day and that's where the, um, the magazine was that he works for. And I was like, okay, I got to call, make an appointment or I'm not going to be able to use this contact. Well, I probably could have emailed him, but it, I, you know, I thought a meeting would be, you know, the, the best impression. Sure. So I was like, I have one day to decide if I'm going to try to do this or not. So I'm like really shy, like intensely shy. So like, this was like the scariest thing for me, but yeah, I, I ended up calling him, made an appointment, 
uh, a few days later, he gave me a job. And that was the first job I ever did. Wow. Wait, you called him to just kind of touch point. You ended up leaving with a job. <laughs> I mean, that's you took a chance and it just amazingly worked out. Yeah, I, I still don't. That's amazing. I'm still amazed by that. Yeah. So did you when you meet with him? For, for some folks who aren't familiar, and there are a number of people who aren't used to this or going out of their comfort zone like you did and took a chance like that, how do you go into a meeting like that? You don't have to give us the specifics, but do you do you bring a portfolio? Do you read up on the guy? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. It was me coming in with a portfolio and just showing it to him. And I think he knew clearly that I was a you know, brand new, just graduated, like literally the day before, probably. And (laughs) (laughs) so I think he knew that and then took a chance on me. And he's still, um, the magazine is actually still one of my most consistent clients to this day. So very happy I took that chance. That seems to be something that comes up a lot for people who are trying to pursue something they love, networks and connections. You said that the magazine is still a client of yours. Are you still in touch with your contact there? I mean, has that grown? Yeah, and I'm still with him. And now at this point, a couple others that work there. Wow. Well, my point was that, yeah, you have to make decisions if you want to be an artist. So I had to uh, decide to try to make contacts. And I ended up getting an agent and made a a couple other appointments when I got back home. So it was just a matter of learning how to plan and learning how to make make goals because you don't really have that written down for you when you get out of school. Now, that's not entirely true. I mean, it's true for you, but you've gone ahead and on your website, you've actually put together some FAQs that you've come across. I'm sure people have seen your work and asked you all these questions. Would you recommend people who are interested in art check that out? It seems very detailed, but from an outside perspective, I mean, I could recommend it, but I'm not sure. Is that a go-to place for people who are interested in becoming an illustrator or an artist of any kind? Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, it came exactly from getting so many questions from people. So, yeah, it's like I'm going to put an FAQ on my website, and it's basically the answer to almost every question I've ever gotten. And all the links and advice that I could think of. So, yeah, I would say that's a pretty good starting point. If you're looking for advice from me, which, you know, take that as you will. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go ahead and recommend it because you're on the show. (laughs) I actually have your work um, and I just finished reading. uh, It came in yesterday. Your your webcomic, My Sister the Freak. Nice. It's awesome. I mean, where did this idea come from? Um, a few years ago, uh, there was a group of artists that were looking to like start like a webcomic hub. Mm-hmm. And so just like a group of artist friends, each having their own webcomic on one website, you know, promoting together and everything like that. Uh, so the, the theme of this group was science fiction web comics and before this i had never written or drawn a comic before so i'll just put that out there so a friend of mine asked me if i wanted to join because they were looking for other artists mm-hmm. so i was like sure i can 
I can write a comic. <laughs> but I was a little naive. Well, I knew it was gonna it was gonna be hard, but I was like, yeah, I want to try this. I've always wanted to try it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna write a web comic and. And all I knew is it had to be science fiction. So it's like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> um, How do you figure that out? Well, I've always been uh, drawn to like sister stories. So I started with, okay, I like something about sisters and we'll throw some aliens in there. So that's basically how it started. So it, <laughs> it's two sisters and one of them is an alien and it's about invaders that come and then what they do and it just snowballed from there. <laughs> and is, do you have a sister? Are you writing from personal experience stories? Yes, I have, I have two sisters. And I am actually a triplet. So we're all the same age and we've grown up together and we're really close. Oh, nice. I'm a twin. Oh, nice. <laughs> Didn't get the triplet, but that's okay. My twin is awesome and I have a younger sister. But I could see why you relate then to these sister stories. It very actually reminds me of some of the awesome sister stories you hear, like Charmed and Supergirl that are out there and it's just another one that you've done. And I actually can't believe that you've never written a comic before. So I'm not really sure I believe you with that, but, <laughs> but this is volume one, the one I have and sister alien pirates by, I haven't gotten to that yet, but is that a continuation? Yes, that's yeah. Sequel. So two books. So you illustrate, you draw cartoons for fun on the side of Supergirl and, other people, and you write comic books. So do you sleep? <laughs> do you have time to sleep? Or is that a superpower of yours, not sleep? I love sleep so much, actually. That's that's a weakness of mine. <laughs> I sleep in. Well, I was, I've always been kind of like, um, what do you call it when you can't pay attention to one thing? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, attention okay. deficit. Yeah. Yeah, like... I've always been kind of like that when it comes to art. Like I, I'm never satisfied with one thing. I started out with children's books mm -hmm. and children's illustration. So the magazines and things like that. But then I was like, I've always wanted to draw a comic. So we'll do that. And then I started the web comic. And actually since then I've, I've drawn quite a few comics. Like now it's, I don't know. It might even be more than the picture book thing at this point, but yeah. So it's from that to the fan art to I, I just switch from one project to the next and it just keeps me motivated and keeps me excited about what I do because it's really easy in this job to like get into a rut and uh, switching things up helps me sometimes maybe <laughs> it could be to my detriment because I can't concentrate but well I mean you have several projects you can switch from but I mean it's amazing because I I'm on your website right now and I'm like She's doing a number of things. You have a Patreon page. You have, you know, the web comics things you're doing. It's just, mm -hmm. I don't, people say I'm busy, but I think you win. I think you win in, in terms of amount and just busyness. I mean, can you, can you take us through an, a, a, a regular day for you, for you? What's that like? Well, I don't really work on them all at once. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've said, I, I work from like project to project and I, I, uh, so I try to do that. Um, and like my sister, the freak isn't running anymore. I did the two books and now I've like moved on to other comics. I, um, so a typical day for me is I wake up and I decide what the most important two or three things I want to get done that day is. 
and then I do that. <laughs> and so I usually have a project I'm working on. I usually have freelance work that I have to do for deadlines. And, you know, usually the projects are like something I can get done that month. And so that determines what I do each day. And, you know, the freelance work kind of goes on their own because they have their own deadlines. So, oh, that's how I work through my day. So you're just kind of juggling what is the timeline currently and and going through that. Do you try to work a typical nine to five or just allow, depending on what the projects you have on your plate are, dictate how your day is going to go? I very much try to work the nine to five and try to keep my evenings and weekends because that's the only way I can keep my sanity is just because it's really easy to blend the work life with the personal life when you're just working from home. Sure. So I very much try to keep that separate. Of course, that's not every day. I mean, there are times when I'm just crunching on deadlines. Now, how, but, long, um, how long does a typical project take for you? A project like, oh, it depends on the project. Like my sister, the freak, it went on for four years, like a page a week. So that was one of my larger projects. Um, nowadays, I, I'm trying to do projects that and keep them in like a month and, and finish them. Because I found that the, lar- the larger projects, once you commit to them, and then all of a sudden, you don't have time to do other things for like years. So trying to do um, smaller ones now. And so what you see on my website, all these, all these different things and mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's a culmination of like years of work now. I've uh, been working now for like 12 years. So. Well, that's great to know. <laughs> so guys, that's, that's a decade's work on the, her website. So don't feel bad if you don't have the yeah. things. At all. Yeah. You just work one thing at a time. And actually that's, that is probably one of the best advice I can give you is to like keep creating things and, finish the projects because once you got them finished you can you can put them up and you can promote your work and then all of a sudden you have this body of work I mean like if you look at most of my things a lot of them they're not client work so one of the biggest challenges of beginning artists is it's like how do you convince someone to hire me when I haven't been hired before when I don't have this big client list well people come to my website and be like oh she's she's printed to my sister, the freak books, and she's uh, done all these other short comics, and she's yeah. she draws all these other pictures. It's like, yeah, she's she's got all this work. I mean, she can do things. <laughs> <laughs> so, almost d- doesn't matter if the work is you know like quote unquote published or not. Like, I I think any work that you do, if it's for yourself or for a client, is just as valid. And I think the people that hire you think the same thing, as long as it's good work. And they see that you can finish deadlines and yeah, they'll, they look at that. Now, do you think your, your presence online with your social interactions, your website and, you know, your fan art that you do, do you think that's played a role in your success or just in being able to find work? Oh, definitely. When I started out, when I first got out of school, like that was when blogging was really big mm-hmm. and I got a lot of social interaction by writing a blog and that's kind of like how I jump-started my my networking and 
you know, getting to, to know other artists and I would go to an event. It's like, Oh, I read, I read your blog. And I'm like, Oh, so you kind of have this connection with people before you even step out your door. And so that I, I don't blog as much anymore, but it's kind of like, um, moved on into to social media and I still get like the same kinds of interaction in, in the Patreon page, the same thing. So yeah, so that's, it's definitely, I mean, more than once a client would be like, uh, I saw your work on your blog. I mean, that's how they, they found me. So I'd say it's, it's definitely, um, affected my career. Now, are you so busy? Like you've been doing this 12 years. When would you say you got comfortable with not having to worry about the, where the next job is coming from. Do you think, or have you reached that point? <laughs> um, that's probably the better question. Have you reached the point where you're, where you're just comfortable with where you're at? I would say I'm always worried about where the next job is going to come from, <laughs> but I would, I would say that I am comfortable so far as not worry. I don't worry as much if the next job is going to come or not. Mm-hmm. and I, I still worry when or <laughs> but um and I'm comfortable enough in I guess my ability now mm-hmm. whereas years before I wasn't um so in that way I'm kind of settled in my career but like you'll have ups and downs throughout your your entire career and I just got out of a big down actually, but now I'm looking up again and, but I'm, and, um, but I'm already anticipating there's going to be a time where it's going to be down again. So, but it doesn't scare me as much because uh, I know I'll get through it like I did last time. And the, I mean, the whole reason I asked that is because of the adage, you know, the starving artist and how sometimes that scares people who have a passion for art but at the same time, don't want to be struggling artists. I guess even when you're comfortable, you still may have that sense of discomfort here and there. There are ups and downs, peaks and valleys. And from what you're saying, you've gone through that and you're still going through that. So is that something that an up-and-coming artist should be aware of and just accept that there will always be that kind of... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say there's ups and downs, but overall, you know, it goes up like slowly, like if you look at it from when I first started and now, but in between it goes up and down, but the whole entire curve goes up, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's something you should be prepared for because I think one of the hardest things about being an artist is not like the skills or the networking or anything like that. I think the hardest thing is learning how to keep going when it feels like it's not getting anywhere. I think that's the hardest part. It's like, um, you know, keep posting on social media when you have no followers or making a comic when it doesn't look like anyone's reading it or, uh, sending out postcards when no one's hiring you. It's like, can you do that? And if you do that, I think you actually have a very high chance of succeeding at least on some level. Like if you, if you can be persistent, you've already beaten half the people you're competing with, if you can do that. Now, see, that's actually uh, an interesting point I want to segue to. Is art a competition, necessarily? I mean, because it seems oh, like no. it has a different style. <laughs> no, it's not really. I mean, it's not a competition. It's more like 
I think you compete more with, with yourself. <laughs> um, I actually get that. And uh-huh. yeah, and like being a successful artist is kind of it's kind of about carving your own place. And there's plenty of places out there. I, I you know I don't think it's a competition per se as one artist getting hired means another artist fails. I mean, I don't think that. I think it's about finding your own place and where you fit. And there's plenty of places around the table. So, you know, that's about pursuing your own things. Like that's another reason I do all these projects is to figure out what I want to do and doing comics. You know, I discovered, Oh, I really like doing that. Let's keep trying to do that. Or, and you know, I have my own slant because I like doing children's and young reader things. So that's where my comics skew. So where other people like superheroes and other people like, um, dark and scary stuff. And I don't like dark and scary stuff. (laughs) Um, now, so you skew towards young readers and children's books. Is that something in the art world where that's now your niche? I, you know, I just kind of gravitate toward it. I mean, I don't limit myself saying, you know, I'm only going to do children's stuff from now on, but it's also what I, most like doing so that's what comes out most of the time but if I wanted to do some other project then I would try that for a little while I mean I'm not gonna because everything you do it's gonna feed itself into your whole body of work and what your what your corner is going to be and you were surprised right when you when you tried comics and enjoyed it I mean previously that wasn't your goal. Yeah, no. Um, it, it, it just started as an experiment that I wanted to try. And so I did. <laughs> not not to take away people from going to your website and, and learning FAQ, <laughs> but in like three steps, what should someone who wants to go into art or illustration, if you will, uh, whether it be books, comic books, or, you know, any other medium, what should they do? Make goals. Mm-hmm. Like I said, making the decisions because that's one of your hardest parts of being an artist in this whole subjective industry. Next would probably be to step out of your comfort zone and be brave because you're not going to get anywhere if you don't do the things that scare you. Other than that, like keep going. Like, like I said, most artists fail just because they stopped, <laughs> not because they couldn't do it. Now, Danny, I noticed you didn't say go take art lessons or go learn how to draw. I mean, a lot of that was, you know, get yourself ready for this journey because it's not going to be easy, but kind of mentally prepare yourself. Is there a reason for that? Is that something that people focus too much on sometimes? I would say it's all part of the process anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. I think you have to make a lot of practical decisions and education is one of them and learning how to draw is very important. But yeah, I do, I do think people get, get stuck on it. It could be, and they don't realize all this other stuff, which is tougher, I think. So you do have to make practical decisions, which is like learning how to draw in the first place um, learning how to run a business, which a lot of people kind of 
skate over, which they can't. Um, learning how to manage time, because when you do all these projects, yeah, it's really hard. And I like my sleep, so. <laughs> <laughs> but on top of it all, it's just a matter of keeping going and taking risks. Now, are you still, are, are we still, uh, should we be getting ready to see you take some risks coming up? Are you going to be trying <laughs> some new styles or anything? Yeah, I haven't decided what my next thing is going to be yet. I'm kind of buried in client work, <laughs> which is which is nice because I went through a dip. I don't know. What should I do next? What do you want to see from me next? <laughs> I honestly, I want to see more of your comics from Supergirl. I love when you do that stuff. Oh yeah, I that, that that's so funny because I didn't really start that as an actual like specific project. It just kind of evolved because I like the tv show but it's ended up being like one of the most effective things that i've done of late to like just in terms of people finding my work even just money because uh, people finding my patreon page through it or buying a print or and then just finding friends through it so i don't know that's it's just funny how that evolved yeah but i, I guess that's part of you do what you like because that's how you find your, how I was saying, finding your corner of the of the industry. Yeah, it's not like you're focusing on money, but you're focusing on something you love and just, you know, making friends and, you know, selling your art. I mean, that's how I... Yeah, I just, was yeah, I just point that out because to tell people that, yeah, these kinds of things will have practical benefits, like material benefits, too. And, and in addition to, you know, the warm fuzzies of people saying I like my work. Well, I'm glad you did because... I don't think some people realize people can build magazines off of Patreon and people can, some people make a living off of Patreon and the support people give to them off that. I didn't realize that. Mm. And so, I mean, you have a, a few methods and channels of um, merchandise and things you have going on, but hey guys, Patreon, check it out. A lot of people don't. <laughs> I should put the show on Patreon. You guys can yeah. give to that. But I mean, you have so many different avenues and things that I, is that stuff you just kind of slowly discovered as you were going through this? Like, Hey, let's yeah, go ahead and put this together. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, another part of being an artist is that you have to find ways to make a living. So I try to put, you know, as many eggs in as many baskets as I can. And so if I see an opportunity to try to make a living, cause that's all ultimately what I, what my goal is to make art and make a living at it. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll so, uh, make a book or sell prints or put up a Patreon page. And I wouldn't say I'm overwhelming success at any one of those things, but like the little success in all of those things are helping me out significantly. And that's probably something everyone should also realize. You don't become a millionaire from, from these things necessarily. Um, maybe someone has. I don't know. I'm thinking not, though. More often <laughs> well, than not. But, more often than not. Right? More often than not. But, but you know, one thing, if you, if you see the more success you get in one thing, it all builds into the other things. So, Well, you're, you're know, building the, loyal fans. I mean, people who love and follow you with what you're doing, they'll support you. And that's that's the cool thing, I think, about it. I mean, 
I mean, I think I watched Supergirl Alex, and you put a picture up after that. I'm like, how long did it take you to try that? <laughs> Didn't the episode just air? Yeah, that that that's how it started. That the whole thing. It's like I'd watch an episode, and then I'd just be thinking about it, and then I can't get it out of my head, and then I just draw something. And it's funny because a lot of those doodles, like like you said, they're really quick, and I. Most of my projects aren't like that because I'm like so worried about how is this going to fit into my portfolio or does this look good? But with the, the Supergirl drawings, it was more like, uh, I'm just going to get this stupid idea out of my head and, <laughs> and like throw it out there. It's like, I didn't really care if it looked good or if it looked like my other stuff or, and yeah, it, it's helped, you know, like it's helped me draw faster and it it changed my style slightly and it's just so weird how how much it's helped me and like in so many different ways well it sounds like the impact it's had on you is you know numerous and varying if you will because not just that just with the reach you've had because of it and i mean I know I keep talking about how, I mean, that's how I found you. And that's how I love what you're doing. And just because you're also very helpful because you also share your process. You share, you know, that FAQ page for people who are wanting to kind of figure out how do I become an artist? And I think that's what drew me to want to have you on the show. And I think you do an amazing job. I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, but before I wrap up, I do have to ask, you've given plenty of advice today. Plenty of mm -hmm. advice for anybody interested in becoming an artist. But I have to ask, what is one thing anyone who wants to chase their dream should do today? One action you would tell them to do? Make a goal. Like, make the decision. Like, going back to, to my college years when I had to decide if I wanted to do the BFA program, that was this is the decision I made to make a living as an artist. And even if you don't go to school, there has to to be a point where you're like, I'm going to give this a try. So if you want to do this, then make a decision. I love it. Guys, listen to her. She, she's living <laughs> her life, loving it, I, I imagine. Uh, Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights, your knowledge. And guys, you're going to have to check her out. I will tell you all about it in a minute. Thank you again. Thank, thank you for asking me. And guys, that was Danny Jones, a very talented artist, very helpful human being, someone you should definitely be following and definitely check out, especially if you are into art and creative stuff, you guys should check out her website, dannyjones.com and all of the links for Danny and more notes on her can be found on the show notes page over at chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 96. That's episode nine, six. And guys, we are on the countdown. Danny was 96. We're about to hit 97 next time. So exciting. Great episodes to come. Even more news coming up. You guys should definitely be aware. But listen to what Danny said today. Make the decision. That's what, what it's all about, okay? So until next time, guys, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. 
Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Chasing.